Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. It's so glad to have you back, or thank you for being here the first time. Uh, Today's guest is a treat, y'all. I have a New York-based indie singer, Non, who's a woman when you first meet her likes to play real small, real coy, real low-key. She doesn't really tell you what she has to offer. She'd rather show you. Non is a powerhouse of a woman who constantly pushes herself to do better and be better. She's just released her latest EP titled Venus after taking a four-year hiatus from releasing her debut project, Smell the Roses. In our interview, we discussed the hiatus, how to manage your own independent career, and the keys to success if you have to take your career in your own hands. Because honestly, who knows what's better for you than yourself? So here I bring to you Non. Welcome to the next episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. I have the fantabulous Non on the line with me. She is an R&B singer based out of New York, and she's independent. She's self-managed. She's in control of her destiny. And she's <laughs> been making great music out of New York scene for about, what is it, about eight years now you've been doing music? Like, oh, 10 years. Over 10 years, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she just dropped her latest EP titled Venus. Uh, what is it, five or six track EP? It's a five. short, sweet, short and sweet. I mean, it's got, I mean, two songs. <laughs> I, I, I literally can't stop playing. I'm in love with it. Uh, <laughs> Cherry, I'm in love with Cherry, the song. Thank you so much. uh, Yeah, I mean, um, for the listeners who don't know Nan, who is Nan? Okay, so I'm a Vietnamese Chinese R&B singer. Um, I started songwriting when I was really young, um, and I just decided to, you know, make it a real thing for me, Um, you know, manifest this destiny. Um, What else? Yeah, I don't know. I... I've been doing music for a long time, but like 2014, I had an old, older project called Smell the Roses. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of went on hiatus because I didn't know how to gracefully accept all of the love I was receiving. <laughs> wow. Um, Why is that? It came, it just came really fast and I just wasn't equipped. Like I didn't know too much about the industry um, or the business side of music. Um, so I had to slow it down and also a lot of self-doubt. But um, after my whole journey and I, you know, I had my son in 2016, um, that changed my life. And I was like, no, I love music too much to let it go. So that's how Venus was created. Okay. So how would you describe your music? Like, so you bump into somebody, how would you describe your music on the street for someone who's never heard it before? So I would describe it as... Um, straight R&B, but it has, you know, some neo-soul influences. Um, I love jazz, but I don't think you hear a lot of the jazziness in this one, and Smell the Rose is a lot of that, but um, mm-hmm. I just, fire, the flames emoji, <laughs> flames emoji. <laughs> flames I don't emoji. know what I, like, I just put all the dopest tracks that I had on one project, and I was like, okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love that. I love that. Uh, Just flame emoji. I have no words. Just flame emoji. (laughs) No, but honestly, it's all about, um, well, this project is really about love and, um, I guess, growth. Um, 
I named it Venus because after the goddess, you know, um, and it's just like fertility, love, beauty. And I feel like that personified what this project is all about. And, you know, it's for the grown and sexy. Mm. Okay. So you said something about like you or you, you, you got too much success too fast. You had to slow it down and, and basically learn the business. Uh, right. how, how did you do that? Um, so basically I experienced really bad business with people. Um, and it kind of taught me what, what I did not want and, um, how strong I had to fight for what I believed in. So my whole thing is like, I want my freedom, Mm. um, and I want creative control. Um, and because I do everything organically, um, and out of love, I expect that whatever, you know, whoever I'm working with will want to do the same. Um, You've done, or you're doing currently self-management, like since the start of your career, and you've hustled your music on some like big, you know, blogs and gained exposure that way. Can you talk about the challenges of it or, you know, like the challenges of, of controlling your own career, you know? Yeah. What kind of power comes with uh, handling all yourself? Um, so the power, it's like, dependent on my time, my schedule, um, what I feel is right for me, like trusting my intuition and, you know, just being able to have that freedom to say like, this is the time. Like when I dropped Venus, I wanted it at, you know, December 12th at 12, 12 AM, I'm going to drop it, you know? Um, and I didn't have anyone to be like, no, you can't. Mm. (laughs) So that's powerful. So like, um, when I feel like is the right time, um, I was able to do that, you know, um, just calling the shots what I, you know, calling the shots. You just enjoyed that. You're a self-driven person then, correct? Yeah. But the problems with it is that like, it does take a, I mean, it would probably be easier with a team, um, someone to organize my life because I'm balanced. I'm trying to balance like being a mother, um, working full time, um, also being a creative activist because I do work in the community and then do music. Oh, wow. So it's a lot. What kind of activism do you do? Um, well, right now I, I'm with a nonprofit organization and we just, I'm a co-chair for the art committee and we throw events within the community. Um, and I also do like a lot of uh, family support within my community because after having my child, I recognized there was like a high needs um, for um, families that were expecting. We don't understand that like, there's a lot of perinatal um, mood, anxiety, stress disorders that are going on and like, you know, postpartum depression. And like, Mm. it's very, very important to have a good like, a strong village to um, bring up this child, as well as the mother and father. So I do a lot of work in that realm. So you do all this, and I guess it makes a big creative gumbo that kind of seeps into your music. I mean, do you, you see yourself telling stories from these women's perspectives <laughs> or, or anything like that? Like, um, yeah. Right now, I don't know. Um, I just, I just know that you can't separate the two. You can't separate politics and being an individual like you being alive is political Mm. um 
So, um, every, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so the air you breathe, like if you don't vote, you know, like, how do I explain this? The air you breathe, the land that you're on, um, the food that you eat, like you have a say in it, you know? And even if you don't participate in what's going on, there's still a decision made on what's like, how you're gonna eat, how you're gonna breathe, how you're gonna drink water, like all these things. So it's political, like re regardless of like, um, you not participating, um, that it's, yeah, you being alive is political. <laughs> Yeah. That is quotable. You can put that on a t-shirt. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me go to the next question. I was, that, was, that was a deep ass answer. I like that. Yes. Maybe I didn't say it right. I'm like, I nah, can't even nah, hear nah. myself. Trust, trust me, it's hot. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're independent. You prefer to keep the keys to yourself. Do you want to jump to a major label? And what is some advice you have for people that want to like jumpstart their career? Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on what the label could offer me while allowing me to be free. <laughs> so that's the only thing like I see in a lot of like in contracts, like a lot of people want um, control over your identity and your brand and things like that. And I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm. Um, that's these are my images this is my likeness this is i'm me like how could you take that and control that that's weird um and then two um what else they also want like like the whole percentages thing i'm just like oh my goodness if you have a big team i'm just like okay where is all the money going to you know um yeah that's another thing no, baby, what you so, think about that a lot of people don't think about it. a lot of people just want to be like you know what i just want to go to the studio and I just want to make my music and I want to worry about the money later. I am an artiste. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess you've taken on the persona of, I mean, it's not the persona, but you've taken on the mindset that like, it's a business and yeah. a show. So I need to master both. Right. And like, I'm also trying to think of something sustainable for like me and my son. Like, you know, I want to be living good. Uh -huh. um, and I don't, Every time you keep breaking that percentage down, down, like keep, you know, giving to someone, it's like that pie gets like it dwindles. And like, I don't know if that is going to be sustainable later on. So what I'm looking for, if a label were to offer me something, um, I would have to have my freedom. I would have to have my creative control and my say. Um, what else would I want? Um, I would want to own my master's. Um, yeah. And then really you would have to offer, you would have to do a lot. Like I need to know like what you're going to offer me because I could just do this by myself. I love music. I'll keep creating regardless. So. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people never say that I can just do this by myself. Like even yeah. with the power of the internet and you having access to SoundCloud and all these many different distribution, I mean, people don't even buy albums anymore. So it's like you yeah. have access, you, you can put your album on title the same as a guy that's on Def Jam Records can put his album on title. So exactly. It's, like, it's not really, that's no longer an alluring thing. Like, oh, we can put your right. album on the, it's, it's nothing. So. And I think that, like, as long as you're authentic and, you know, you have fans that you interact with and you truly love and support them as well, um, you reciprocate that. Like, 
your brand will grow naturally organically and you don't need to realistically have like millions and millions of viewers to like have like a stable like stable income from this i don't think mm. you know you would need like what what is it like saying? one thousand true fans to make right hundred thousand dollars a month i mean in right a month, but a year it's the same yeah one thousand true fans and then you know it's not necessarily a thousand it's gonna be more than a thousand right you know? so like something along those lines but like you know and then you just yeah so that's what i I believe in and the only problems to that the challenges is like okay a lot of artists are broke so like yeah. the funding part is like can be stressful um, and like you know the things that you want to do you want you want to do things with quality so mm -hmm. um, that's another thing it might take time to get to where you want to be um, Yes. Like, for instance, I want to do merch right now. I don't have merch. And the reason why is because like if I'm going to do merch, it's going to be so dope. Um, the quality is going to be insane. Uh -huh. And, you know, it's going to be a great product. So uh, it's going to take time. But so, I mean, with, I mean, with like, OK, on the merch thing, I got like so many ideas for that. Like, <laughs> I got so many ideas of ways that you could do it for not. I'm going to need to get panties. Where are my panties at? <laughs> Like, that's say that. <laughs> All of that, like, that is a way, like, you could do it and then it wouldn't necessarily cost you an arm and a leg to get started. Mm. You know, it might not be as, as a high profit margin, but, like, you just stack your bread until you can, you know, for the, what is it? I mean, the, the bulk is so expensive at right. first. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can get around that. A lot of different ways. So tell me that's about the true. new album. That's what I want to hear about, like. Okay. How long did it take you to put this EP together? Yeah. So I think two of the songs were like my newest ones and all the other ones are like old. Okay, how so, old? Like what is old to you? Because like old 20, to creatives is different. Because you know what I mean? It's like 2015. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Why did it take so long to release? Um, I don't know. I think it was like the whole engineering. Like I didn't find like like a studio that I loved until I found Mike Vision Studios in Rockland County. It's in Garnerville, New York. And me and Jordan, like we connected and like he just understands me and he deals with like a lot of my um, OCD, like perfectionist um, mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. And it, we worked, we worked so well. And I was like proud to be able to release that because it's like such great quality. Um, and I think that's the missing piece. That was the missing piece. That was the missing piece. That's what you felt mm -hmm. kind of was like holding you back. Is that you yeah. can find somebody to, uh, I guess, be the, what is it, the, the, the 40 to your Drake, I guess? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's somewhat. Yeah. It was kind of like, first I needed that space to be able to um, finish the song. Like, well, I don't know. When you're in like at home, like I could create beautiful things, but like when you're moved to a different space, like a studio, um, I don't know. Like, your ideas change. Um, maybe because it feels I, so professional, you know? Maybe so. Yeah. And I just, you know, I just felt more confident after going um, to studio sessions. I was like, oh, it sounds good. Like, what else do I want to add to it? And then we just added to the old songs. Mm. And that was, those were the final products. So you just built, okay, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. So as a creative, how do you know, like, the difference between a developmental song a song like I'm gonna put this on the album like this is this is album material 
Because, you know, I always hear about singers and they have like thousands of songs completed in the vault. And then they die yeah. and they release like all these old archive songs. But I'm like, how do they, you know, how do, how do you know you've captured lightning in a bottle, basically, is my question. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I don't um, know much about singing. Like, explain it to me. I don't know. I don't get it. Right. Um, well, I don't know. It was just your intuition. You just trust it. Like, I went with my gut and I was like, I sat on a couple songs and I was like, oh, by the way, like I showed Jordan because he was like, oh, you must have some old songs like um, somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I showed him some and he's like, oh, these are hits. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, oh, what? He was so shocked. And I was like, yeah, but like it just the rough drafts are terrible. Um, but, you know, like he was able to see like, oh, no, this we could make this like this is going to be a hit. Well, he's and like a real think, producer, probably, because he can hear your, your your formulated ideas. I mean, artists yeah. are so, like, insecure, so they'll play you something super dope, and they'll be like, it's trash, but we can make <laughs> it better. And you're like, yo, that's dope. And then, you know, like, I, I feel like you, 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 you would kind of send me, like, rough draft ideas, and you'd be like, yeah. it's trash. I was like, it's not trash. Like, <laughs> chill out on that word, you know? Like, <laughs> it, okay, it was a work in progress. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A lot of work in progresses, but like I, it's great because like I knew it could be better, and like it was, it was encouraging to have someone else be like, I totally see where you're going with this, you know? Because some people would be like, oh, it needs work, like no, mm -hmm. um, but then he was just like, yes, we need let's let's record this. So that was that kind of support um, helped me to really be confident in the songs that I chose. Okay, so I want to take a quick break to play the song Cherry. Uh, okay. Can you set this up for the listener? Okay, so Cherry is, um, it's kind of like an uptown funk Bruno Mars um, vibe, but I'm talking about, you know, you just got paid, it's Friday night, because I definitely got inspiration from that. And, you know, you just, you want to spend it on your love. <laughs> so that's what Cherry's about. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, here is Cherry.
we're back. Thank you so much. I mean, what did you guys think of the song? You guys came and answered. What am I talking about? Right. <laughs> I was like, well. Well, that was weird. <laughs> All right. But my favorite cut, uh, it's a tie. It's a tie between Cherry and Lonely. Uh, how did you find your new sound? Are those the new songs? Are they old? Or what's the deal? I love so Cherry, Cherry and Lonely. Cherry is an old song. Actually, Lonely, sorry. Lonely is a new song and Trippin' is a new song. Never be. So there are three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those those are my newest. Like I created in like 2018 into 2019. Oh, okay. I think it was the the selection of beats that I chose, and then as well as I guess whatever I was listening to at the time and whatever I was inspired by. Um, I think it was also my mood. Like I was very emotional, and I was um, trying to understand what love is like after having a son and like um parting ways with my partner um so it's kind of like me starting and like dating again and like meeting new people and trying to understand what that transition would be like um yeah so that's what inspired those songs and my sound yeah it sounds like motherhood's like had a huge impact on you as far as like you as a creative artist Um, oh Definitely. Definitely, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's everything you talk about, think about. How do you feel like it's changed you as an artist? Well, it taught me that I have to learn everything all over again and be confident in the decisions that I make, understand that there are consequences to every action because my son is watching me and my son is learning from me. So I need to be mindful. I need to be aware. I need to be strong in what I believe in because he's going to be raised that way. And it ha- you know, being an artist and being a mother, they're not two separate worlds. Like every person is multifaceted and like in order to be your most authentic self, you know, you need to combine all of these worlds together. Yeah, that's how I came about. <laughs> I love My music. That. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm exhausted. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm happy because previously, like, after the release, I received so much love. I was like, this is insane. Like, I, I was reminded how much I'm loved and mm. supported. And I was like, wow, like, I need to live... I need to remember that life is so abundant, you know, and it was great. But then the next day, like today, I'm just exhausted. I'm like, that was a lot for me because there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of, you know, a lot of I don't knows what's going to happen after. People fucking um, love you, yo. Like, you right. are one of those people, like, it's just like, oh, not how she's doing. Like, everybody... Always the exact same energy. You're just like a and pure I, soul. <laughs> and I'm so surprised because I'm like, I wish I like, like That's sometimes crazy. I'm you in don't my know head that. too much. Like, yeah, you, yeah, I guess so. Like, you, you, but you're just like one of those people that like, everybody just wishes you well. You're like yeah. Pharrell, yo. Like, I've never heard nobody <laughs> say nothing bad about you. Right? Like, right? <laughs> like, you're, you and he don't energy. age, so I hope I get yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, you're just one of those pure people that people are just like, I appreciate that. Thank I you. fuck with her. Like, I haven't heard about her. I haven't heard from her in six months. Like, if you call my phone, I don't care if it's like midnight. I'd be like, oh, it's mine. Let me ask her phone. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, why? You guys are so good to me because... 
you know, but I think it has like, for me, it's just like, I'm going through a lot of things right now, like personal things that like, I, I tend to forget, like, reach out to your support, reach out to your community. They're there. They love you. And yeah, after this project, I was like, yo, girl, you need to stop forgetting this. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you got to connect more, man. Yeah. Drop more stuff. And give us some Ooh. songs. I mean, you, you, you abusing us like Frank Ocean. You know what I'm saying? You giving us a project, been going ghost on us for like two, three years. <laughs> I need a heal. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of healing. <laughs> what do you say? Yo, I was wondering, like, why do artists do that? I, I was talking to Annie about, like, and I was like, man, he he gives, I mean, as a fan, I, I, I'm one of those fans that's like, I can't, I have to ignore Frank Ocean to survive, right? Right. Because like his <laughs> shit's so good, like, right. I feel like shit, if he, if he doesn't, if he backs out or releasing a song or something like that, I'll mm -hmm. feel bad. So I just yeah. like, I put blinders on and I just like, don't, you know, it's kind of like when I was reading Harry Potter as they were coming out. <laughs> And she was putting delays on the books. I was like, you know what? Right. I can't read these books no more. It's giving me too much anxiety. <laughs> too much heartbreak. Too much heartbreak. You know, she pushed the date back. I was like, oh, God, I can't get a copy. So I just ignore her. So. Mm -hmm. Why do we do that? Yeah, why do y'all do that? Why do y'all do us like that? Because it's, it's energy. We're putting so much energy into one project. And then, you know, when uh, there's so many people that want your energy, it's kind of like, not that you guys are, it, it's ill will. Religious. It, no, it just could be a, it could be overwhelming sometimes, especially for an individual, because we need time to like kind of reboot, kind of like to go into hermit mode and kind of like figure things out within ourselves. And I think we need time. And you also have to understand, like Frank Ocean, his work is timeless. So you can listen to his projects over and over again and you have to appreciate that. You know, I, I can't play Channel Orange no more, though. I didn't wear it out. If really? Was, yeah, if it was a tape, it would have been broke. Like, I, I'm done. <laughs> I, right, right. If it was a cassette, I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree. If it was a CD, it'd have a bunch of scratches on the bottom. <laughs> I, I can't do it no more. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know, now he's releasing music, so just in time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just, just the, when you get big, don't, don't do us like Frank and, and, and send Drake out when we're expecting <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that Tyler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Tyler's show, but like everybody was expecting Frank to come out. Yo, then, word. Like, Drake came out, which is like he's still a great live artist. I've seen Drake live, and he was one of the greatest artists I've ever seen live. And oh, I've really? Seen, yeah, he was amazing live. That's uh, one artist amazing. I have not seen. He was amazing. Yeah. But I mean, like Frank. No comparison, but Frank, like, you know, like, <laughs> that tape is broken. Yeah. So you have to understand, like, I, I would have, I've been tight, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd have been tight, too. <laughs> uh, okay. I, we, I like to play a game at, like, the end of the episode where um, okay. it's just, like, a word association game where I say a word and you just kind of say the first thing that kind of comes to your head. So I'm just going to oh, say boy. Yeah. All right. So the first word is beauty. Um, self-love. Okay, self-love. I'm going to just stick with that. Yeah. Security. Being a Taurus, uh, we like security. <laughs> um, and just, I think, openness, vulnerability, kindness, all those words in order to create a secure atmosphere. Mm. Uh, winning. Community, support, uh, love. A lot of people would never say community. I'd like to touch on that. That's pretty crazy say that. Yeah, that was like the it's important. first word, community. So you care about others and you want to see others win. And wow. also like 
it takes a village to win. I'd like you to remember that as a, you know, you're talking about your fan base. I'd right. like you to remember that. Like, I know I'm going to do that now. That's why I was like, subscribe to my website because I want emails. I want to stay connected. I really want to build that community and, you know, I want to connect. Mm. Okay. Independence. Freedom. Freedom. (laughs) Oh, that's literally the next word is freedom. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the next word, uh, I think freedom is... Being able to, is to know no fear. Freedom is to know no fear. And last word is control. What does that mean to you? Control. Speaking your truth, being firm in your beliefs, having faith. I love that. Uh, How can the people find you? Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at N-G-A-N, the number four, and then Prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. I'm streaming on Apple Music, Spotify, and I'm on SoundCloud under a digital girl. I'll change that soon. But D-I-G-I-T-A-L. And I'll put her music in the show. D-R-L. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We're done. That's it. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.